Welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beatty. I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center, and I'm all alone today. Tom Frazier is off and, I hope, in warmer climes and enjoying himself. But we're very glad you joined us, and we have a wonderful guest for you. Today, our guest is Dr. John Bossenfield from Vision Source on West Washington Avenue. Yes. And we're so glad you came, John. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I, I'm happy to be invited. Thank Wonderful. you so much. Well, you have a lot of good information to share with us. And I guess I want to start out by um, just asking you, you know, this program is called The Aging Eye. Yes. Is an aging eye any different than a regular eye? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. Where do I begin? Well, you tell me, because you are the one who knows. Perhaps we could start at the front of the eye and move to the back of the eye. Oh, that sounds like fun, a little trip. Let me get a model of the eye. Okay. So let's say here on the front of the eye we have the cornea. Mm -hmm. This is the clear window that light enters the eye, mm -hmm. and it's responsible for about two-thirds of the focusing power of the eye. Okay. All right. Now, I went ahead and put a picture of a cataract right here where the lens is. Oh, it's cloudy there. Exactly, from aging. Oh, Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, the aging eye is different. Okay. It's very different, and one of the ways it's different is the development of cataracts. Okay. That's in the lens. The lens is responsible for about two-thirds of the focusing power of the eye. And back when we were younger, mm -hmm. it was still elastic enough that it could change focus from far to near. Now, oh. Christine, I don't know about you, but I'm wearing bifocals. Me too, John. Yeah. Mm. It's the birthday thing. No, <laughs> like 50 or 40? Or... Yeah, more than that. And you need these bifocally things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, light keeps on going, though, and it goes all the way back to the retina. Mm -hmm. That's where the image forms. Okay. And if you don't need glasses, it forms perfectly clearly right there. Mm -hmm. However, if you do need glasses, then you can wear glasses in front of your eyes, and it will focus better back here. Okay. Now, when I mention glasses, obviously, folks that are older, even if they have perfect distance vision, they still need reading glasses because that lens has lost all of its elasticity. Okay. All right. That's the secret. Now, another thing that can happen in the back, in the retina, retina, you can have in the macula, you can have age-related macular degeneration. I've heard of that, macular degeneration. That's right. The macular falls apart, degenerates. Is that what it means? or? Well, interestingly enough, here's a trivia thing. Okay. That the macula of the human eye needs more energy per unit weight of tissue to conduct its physiological business okay. than any single other part of the body. Wow. So, yeah. Amazing. Okay. And so it's more at risk for physiological stress from oxidation. Oh, my gosh. Which is why for the aging individual, we recommend specific vitamins. Okay. That can hopefully reduce the risk. All right. Now, Christine, there's no way to ever completely eliminate risk. Okay. We can reduce risk. Okay. Another way that... What's the vitamin? Oh, there's the three major components. All right. Omega-3 oil capsules. Okay, that's good for you. I've heard about those. It also helps with your joint health and mm -hmm. with your tear quality mm -hmm. and memory and mm -hmm. heart health. But zeaxanthin and lutein, I'm not sure what exactly those compounds are. I just know that they have to be in the mix. Of like a multi 
purpose uh, vitamin type of thing. Right. Okay. And there are about 16 different brands and varieties on the market. And if you go to your pharmacy shelf and say, I want to get the vitamins to help protect against AMD or age-related macular degeneration, Mm -hmm. they'll go, oh, come over here and here's your selection. And you can look at the myriad of brands. There's lots. Yeah, good luck picking one out. (laughs) But as long as you're at least taking one. Yeah. Yeah, You're gonna... and, and and general health has a lot to do with this, too. If you're exercising, if you're eating right, if you're sleeping, all of that's going to add to right. eye health. And not smoking. Oh, smoking. Smoking yes. is one of the leading contributors to the toxicity of age-related macular degeneration. Oh Did gosh. you know this? No, I didn't know the connection. Absolutely. Between so, smoking and that. And poor vision. Vision. Yes. Now, let's talk a moment about glaucoma. Oh, yes, that's the other one. The little puff they do in my eye. The that th- measures your pressure to find out if you're at risk for glaucoma. Okay, well, we're, it, they're putting the, the puff of right on the lens. On the cornea. And what does that do? It measures the resistance. Of that cornea. To push back into shape. Okay. And how quickly it snaps back. Okay. Then registered the pressure in the eye. All right. And with more pressure, then you get, oh, can you help me? Yes. Can you pull that slide out? Yep. And then let's put this slide in, shall we? All right. It goes right in there like that. Oh, my gosh. There it is. The, this is the slide for glaucoma. You see you get a pressure buildup in the back of the eye. Mm-hmm. And then it presses right on that optic nerve, and it can start to cause the nerve fibers to actually die. Oh, my gosh. And once they are no longer living, they cannot send a signal back to the brain. That's what causes your peripheral vision to go away. Okay. And and with that, it starts getting coming in and getting darker and darker and darker, right? Exactly. Okay. It eliminates your central vision. Okay. Unlike macular degeneration, which eliminates your... Oh, excuse me. The, the, the other way. Yes, ma'am. I made a mistake. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll go... Let's start over. All right. The glaucoma yes. can eliminate your peripheral, peripheral vision. vision. Okay. The macular degeneration starts elim- at the beginning, right in the center. center. Exactly. Okay. So goodness knows if you get both, yeah. you're going to lose everything. Yeah, yeah. And so if you start noticing something going on around here. But the problem is we're not aware of it. You don't even notice. We don't even <gasps> notice. Glaucoma is the silent theft of sight. The only way to know if you have it is to, what do you think? Go to your eye doctor. Right. Either your optometrist or your ophthalmologist. Okay. All right. Have a comprehensive eye exam annually. How often should you have an annual eye exam, Christine? I thought it was every two years. Oh, my gosh. Check yearly, see clearly, shall we? Oh, check yearly, see clearly. Oh, my. Thank you. You're welcome for that. Great. So what have we talked about so far? We've talked about... Uh, macular degeneration, glaucoma, cataracts. Right. Those are the big three? Those are the big three. Okay. Another one we can talk about mm-hmm. is diabetic retinopathy. Okay. All right. Now, I don't have one on that, so we can just set this back down. Okay. But what goes on in the back of the eye with retinopathy from diabetes mm-hmm. is you can get bleeding... And that can lead to fibrous traction, and that can lead to loss of vision from detachment of the retina. Okay. It can be quite serious. Yeah. Now, if you have annual physicals, Mm -hmm. they're going to measure your blood sugar. 
Okay, and check for your diabetes. Right, so that's one way to find out. Mm -hmm. However, if you go to have an annual eye exam mm -hmm. with dilation and good retina photographs, okay. then the doctor can determine if you have any risk for that background diabetic retinopathy. Let's put that in English. Okay. Sickness of the retina mm -hmm. from diabetes. Okay. All right, and that can lead to loss of vision. In serious cases, complete blindness. So does this happen over time or is this immediate? It's a very slow process. Is that why people don't know that eye health is deteriorating because it is so slow? Yes, and as a matter of fact, I got asked a question today. What was the most interesting eye exam I've given recently? Mm -hmm. Well, when you take those photographs of the retina, mm -hmm. you can find things that give a picture of the health of the entire body. Oh, okay. So I found a gentleman who was extraordinarily ill. I don't want to say what disease, mm -hmm. but he then went to his general practitioner, all right, mm -hmm. and he's now under extraordinary treatment, and there's a good chance they will save his life as a result. Because you looked into his eye, and his eye told you his something was about sick. his illness. Exactly. That's amazing. And so where does that show up on that? that retina part of it or where yes. would it where would something show up well let's get rid of this slide you want this one back no we can just look right at the oh, retina okay so back here in the retina there are blood vessels and there are other parts that can be affected by the diabetes or other illnesses mm -hmm. and you can have bleeding or you can have what we call exudates or molecules that leak into the the chamber, the posterior chamber. Which is filled with fluid too, right? It's called the vitreous body. Vitreous body. Excellent. You knew this. And so when you find things like this, when you get parts of the blood serum mm -hmm. leaking. Then you have a clue. There's a clue that something about the body is sick. It could be a total systemic wide problem. It mm -hmm. could be something isolated just to the retina. Mm -hmm. However, the really great advice that you can give anyone that you're talking to, mm -hmm. all of your seniors that watch Senior Beat, mm -hmm. is to how often get their annual eye exam. Get an annual. Get an annual eye exam. It seems so simple. Right. And then we can have a check for all these factors. Right. And if, uh, let's say what some of the treatments are, if we have time. Sure, absolutely. If there's a cataract. Okay. The cataract surgeon can take the cloudy lens out and put yes. a lens implant back in its place. I think that's a miracle because that you go from being blind um, or clouded right. vision to clear vision. I have seen people who have gone through that surgery, and it is like a miracle. It's that? amazing. Yes. Not only that, they can pre-select the power of the implant so that you can see without glasses, and in amazing technology they have those in bifocals i was gonna i was waiting for that john they have it in bifocals so if you have that surgery you might not ever, ever need glasses, glasses again again that's amazing yeah now that is that relatively new the bifocal part part is yeah but they have been doing the replacement of the lenses for many years for about 25 or 30 25 or 30 oh that's yes. amazing when my grandfather had cataract surgery he had to wear those really thick magnifying yes. glasses remember yes, those yes i do remember those it was a sad thing yeah and he did not like it oh no however we have outgrown that yeah 
We're in much better, better. Yeah. Let's talk about macular degeneration. Yes. You can have shots into the eye that... Oh, that sounds awful. You don't want to go there, do you? No. <laughs> oh, it, it sounds terrible. Right into your eyeball, they shoot... Right into the eyeball, because with macular degeneration... Can you help me with that, Christine? I think I can. There. I think I can. I think I can. There we go. <laughs> Right back here in the macula, uh-huh. it gets very sick. Okay. And these shots of the medication of the Avastin, in order to do any good, that has to be right in the eye. eye to do it. Exactly. So about once a month, you can have these shots. Right. And that can help reduce the degree of the macular degeneration right. if you catch it in, in time. time. Okay, now we're again, we're talking about catching something in time and being proactive, and that annual physical really does help a right. lot. Now, how are we going to help prevent against the vision loss of glaucoma? Glaucoma? Hmm. Eye pressure. Maybe if we keep the pressure down. Okay, and how do we do that? There are specific eye drops that can help with that. Okay. But in severe cases, if the drops alone don't get the job done, there are new surgeries, microsurgeries, where the pressure buildup can be shunted mm-hmm. and drained out and the risk reduced, not eliminated in yeah. every case. But I'm sorry, was I shaking that? I no, no, no. I just, we don't need it, I don't think. Okay, let's get rid of it. Okay. <laughs> and so with the eye drops, keeping that pressure low, yep. re- reducing the risk, we can, in many cases, eliminate the problem of vision loss. Wonderful. Well, we're out of time. But Seriously? We, you have really taken us through the whole big three. Yes, of the aging eye. And thank you, John, for being here. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad to come. It was fun to talk with you, too. Oh, thank always. You. Come back for our next segment. Uh, we'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to Senior Beat. Uh, my, my guest is Joy Schmidt, and she is the dementia care specialist with the um, ADRC of Dane County. And would you talk a little bit about ADRC and make sure our audience uh, has the number and knows what we're talking about? Sure. Um, so the ADRC um, stands for the Aging and Disability Resource Center. Um, it's been in Dane County. We've been here about three years. Mm-hmm. And the phone number is 608-240-7400. Um, and the people that work there provide information and help people get hooked up with resources. 
um, and we're kind of the experts about who the experts are yes. in our community. Yes. Yeah, it's really a wonderful thing. You can email them. You can go to their site on uh, North Sherman Avenue. Mm -hmm. uh, but the best way is just to be in contact by telephone for many yeah. of our viewers. Right. It works very well. And people can just stop in, too, yeah. and they can see somebody right away when they call. Right. They're going to get... Um, not, they're not going to be transferred to right. someone who doesn't know the answers. They're you gonna... know, that is, that is really a good thing about the ADRC because y you always have the same person. After you call once, mm -hmm. you talk you to talk that, to the same. so you don't have to tell your story over and over and over. Mm -hmm. I love that about the ADRC. So the ADRC is a place in Dane County for you to get information about resources that would be a great help to you. Joy, you're here, and you've got this beautiful, beautiful purple shirt, and you gave me a pin, and lots of purple here. But Dementia Friendly Cities is the program you're working with. Mm -hmm. um, at, Tell me more about that. Did that just start up, or is it grant-funded? Or Yeah, great question. Thank you. Um, it what is actually an international movement, and it started in the United Kingdom about um, maybe in 2012, um, so not that long ago. Relatively new. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was initiated by a, a gentleman who has um, younger onset Alzheimer's disease. He's in his 50s, mm -hmm. and he was finding that he he was going into stores and restaurants and people weren't kind understanding his needs. Um, it spread from the United Kingdom to Australia, and now it's in the United States. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin is a leader in this, um, and Minnesota has also been very involved. And here in Dane County, we started about um, in 2013, okay. um, working to help many cities um, in our county become dementia-friendly. And remember, it's happening all over Wisconsin. I remember my friend Jill Krantz at Middleton, I mm -hmm. think, was one of the first that uh, started working with the idea of dementia-friendly cities. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm just curious because isn't being patient and kind enough? That's um, a part of it, okay. for sure. Okay. So um, it's also recognizing that maybe somebody needs a little bit more help. So okay. it's understanding how, in addition to being patient and kind, um, maybe slowing down a little bit, okay. maybe simplifying, maybe changing your approach. But a lot of it is reassurance mm -hmm. and acceptance. Mm -hmm. So friendly, kind, reassuring, acceptance. Mm -hmm. These are all really important things that we do with everybody. But I can see that for a person that is suffering from dementia, it would be critical and mm -hmm. crucial for mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. uh, to have that kind of sympathy and um, not sympathy, but empathy. Empathy is mm -hmm. the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me now, does a city enroll in this program or how do we get connected with it? Um, so basically we need active citizens, community members, mm -hmm. um, to get involved. A lot of times senior centers are taking charge and, mm -hmm. and pulling together citizens and groups um, to make this happen. But um, in Cottage Grove, I just worked with them today, mm -hmm. and they just have a citizen who knows everybody, mm -hmm. and she is making it happen. She's talking to everybody, and we pull the, the people together, and we train them, and then they're going to go into businesses and train those folks. So it just takes 
committed citizens who believe in this. Maybe they've been touched personally by Family dementia. Family member mm-hmm. or friend who's had that those issues as well. Right. Yeah. And it's designed to be a simple training um, but mainly it's increasing the awareness. And so the more aware we are that this disease can affect people of all ages, yes. not just older adults, yes. um, but people younger as well, and that you can't always tell just based on their appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you begin to see that, okay, they're struggling a little bit, they're not understanding what I'm saying, how you might change your approach. Right. So. Give me an example of that, would you? I mean, what would you what would you notice about a person who is, uh, uh, has dementia? Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone is different, of course, but a person with dementia may be struggling to come up with a word. You know, maybe they've gone into Walgreens and they're looking for an envelope, but they can't think of the word envelope, so they talk around it. Mm-hmm. Um, once the staff members have that training, they can say, what do you do with it? What's it for? Um, maybe they're fumbling. Maybe they're having trouble figuring out how to calculate change or okay. which card to use. They may pull out their license or their library card instead of their credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that kind of looking maybe confused or lost, maybe getting flustered more easily mm-hmm. and overwhelmed. Do you think sometimes people also get angry? I think so, sometimes, yeah. 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 That and they can get frustrated to mm-hmm. the point where they're, they're angry with mm-hmm. someone. And what are some strategies there? Um, it's a good point, and I think that um, people may become angry when they're dealing with this because they are trying so hard to mm-hmm. keep it together and to get through their day, and they may take that out on a staff person. Mm-hmm. So some simple guidelines that we suggest are just, you know, some of it's good customer service, but by saying, I'm sorry, let mm-hmm. me see how I can help. Let me see if there's something I can do to mm-hmm. help you. Mm-hmm. Not saying, calm down, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that never helps, no, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't help anybody. No. Um, but a person with dementia, you know, just by saying, I'm sorry, and I understand, let me help you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes reducing the distractions, maybe reducing the amount of noise. Um, let's say a person with dementia goes to a bank and is having trouble understanding and maybe feeling rushed, mm-hmm. um, if they're able to take that person and go into an office, um, right. allow that person the time to sit and you know sit down mm-hmm. and be able to hear and comprehend what's being said. Right. Simplify, sim- excuse me, simplify, simplify sure. um, what's being said. Right. So reducing the noise, reducing distraction, um, and in terms of, of language and communication, I think you said something about using um, uh, a roundabout way of trying to get to the right word, mm-hmm. um, simplifying what you're trying mm-hmm. to express. Mm-hmm. Uh, Try a different word, rephrase. Rephrase. Right. All of those seem to work. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me a little bit about the training program that you do in the cities. Is it... Um, you know, is there a requirement for so many people or five hours, ten hours? What are, what are we talking about here? Um, so the training is designed um, recognizing that businesses have to pay their staff. So we try to keep it simple. Okay. 20 to 25 minutes, oh, ideally. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. That's great. And with volunteers who are trained to go into businesses, um, 
they can make it flexible and make it work for the business. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, again, not in-depth. It's mm -hmm. not designed to be everything about Alzheimer's and dementia. We have two great organizations in our community, plus mm -hmm. my, my role. Mm -hmm. um, we have the Alzheimer's Association and the Alzheimer's and Dementia Alliance. Um, and people can call me as well if mm -hmm. they have in-depth questions right. about dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, but for the training itself, it's 20 minutes or so. Oh, and we hope wonderful. that at least 50% or more of the staff are trained, that managers buy in to it, mm -hmm. and that they look at their environment as well. Right. Uh, well, I've already got ideas for the city of Madison, but I'm, I'm thinking, you know, there's 2,400 employees in the city of Madison. That would be hard to train them all. But um, your idea about training a core group and maybe kind of just, over time from spreading from there mm -hmm. um, and sharing that information should be a part of any kind of customer service if you're a business mm -hmm. because it probably has more um, reach than just people with dementia. Correct, yeah, and someone brought that up this morning. So people with disabilities, people with mm -hmm. um, other cognitive issues, it would be helpful for them. But I think as we know in the aging field, Whenever you do something that's good for older adults, it's good for all people. Yeah. Whenever you do something that's good for people with cognitive issues, it's good for all people. Well, I, I think, too, about transportation when people were so concerned about um, ramps being built. Mm -hmm. But it also helped mothers with kids and right. strollers right. as well as older adults. So mm -hmm. well taken in terms of um, how this makes our community larger mm -hmm. in a really important way. Um, so is there a cost to this for cities or, you know, how is it paid for? Good question as well. Um, so we are trying really hard to make this accessible and easy. Mm -hmm. um, we're training volunteers. There isn't a charge for okay. businesses. Mm -hmm. um, the county, Dane County, funds my position, okay. um, and we work collaboratively with lots of different partners, mm -hmm. including um, senior centers, mm -hmm. so focal points. Mm -hmm. um, but we're trying to keep the costs to very minimal in right. terms of maybe just some um, copies or, um, but a lot we can provide online information. We have an online training that we refer people to um, that UW Oshkosh put together. It's a 20-minute online training as well. So, and we are not alone in this. London is a dementia-friendly city. Wow. Their tube system is now dementia-friendly. So we I've been are in hopeful. that tube system, and I'm, I'm amazed that it's dementia-friendly. Well, maybe they're working on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's certainly got me sparked in terms of some things that I might try to do with regard to the city of Madison mm -hmm. as well. Um, have you gotten some feedback from communities or from businesses about how this has changed um, their work? We have. Um, we were in a church, and they have really come back to us and said how much that really changed um, their thinking, just that awareness. Mm -hmm. And when someone was maybe not so happy or, you know, there was a response that they weren't quite sure about, they said the training really helped them. Uh, we worked with Walgreens. Um, they have found this very beneficial, beginning to work with banks quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And U.S. Bank, I believe, is working with this uh, throughout their banks. But 
throughout um, their whole system. I believe so. Wonderful. Um, so we're hearing a lot of good feedback from the employees as well. That okay, now I get it. Now I understand. I've got some. I've got some tools that I can use when mm -hmm. I get into a situation that. Uh, is uncomfortable or I'm unsure of. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I'm so glad that you came today, Joy, to talk about uh, about this. This is so important, and I think it's really crucial that we're just aware of differences in our community. I think diversity training has helped us to be more aware of this, mm -hmm. and this seems to me to be another step along that spectrum, don't you think? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, again, let's uh, do the contact information. ADRC, Aging and Disability. Disabilities Resource Center, wonderful resource for uh, family members and for older adults. And that phone number is? 608-240-7400. Thank you very much, Joy, for being with us. And thank you for coming to uh, watch Senior Beat today. I hope you've learned something, and we will see you again next month.